When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Sean. I'm Katie. Howdy do. Uh, we might be... Puppy update. Puppy update, oh, oh. Katie. Well, it's puppy parlance. Oh, yeah. Well, no, but this is an update. This is This just in. Breaking news. Breaking news. I think she's kind of gone somewhere else. Lord knows. But Roxy got spayed yesterday. And... We probably should have recorded this yesterday, but it was just a chaotic day. Anyway, so everything went well. She's doing great. She's doing great. They also found two puppy teeth teeth that were hanging on, even though her... Oh, she's ringing the bell. She wants out. Uh, she wants a lot of things right now, but she can't have them. But anyway, she had her, her regular canines still in, and... What are that, the odds that dogs would have canine teeth, too? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but it worked out perfectly because uh, looks like we have some feline teeth in here. Those got to come out. Those aren't. That's not right. But her puppy teeth hadn't fallen out, even though her regular dog teeth had come in. And it was good that I guess we waited until we did to get her spayed because the vet was like, oh, we would have to bring her in and put her out again, put her under again to re- extract these two teeth. Yeah. But we'll just do it now if you're okay with it. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay with it. And then they gave her a bunch of pain meds and anti-inflammatories and stuff so that she'll heal. And it's not affecting her. She, she it's slowed her <laughs> it down isn't. about sixty uh, percent. Mm-hmm. So she's just cruising around with a donut on her head. She looks like a some wayward lost uh, like traveler. Yeah, traveler in an airport like four in the morning. You know that person? Yeah, it's they, usually me. Uh, they have because the yours does connect too. Your little uh, neck pillow. Yeah, the airplane travel the neck pillow. That's what she's wearing. Uh, yeah, instead of a cone. I feel like cones. I don't know. Just can't be good on their hearing, and it yeah. gets in the way, and they can't see. Well, that's it. it that just is a giant megaphone that is capturing noise going to their ears. You yeah. Know? That's not fair. And they already have great hearing. So why do that? I know. And they're sick. You yell in their ear too. I know. So anyway, so we got her a, a, an inflatable donut thing. And also I ordered her some, what they're called recovery vests, which is really just like a fancy way of saying baby onesie. Oh, she's, she's very demanding. She's very good. <laughs> <laughs> do you think she has to go to the bathroom? I don't. <laughs> okay. I think she's just, she's just pulling your leg. She's just joshing you. So if you hear the, that ding dong, it just means Roxy's ringing her doorbell. Ah, <laughs> uh, turn up my headphones. <laughs> Maybe she'll do it to a beat. Oh, wouldn't um, that be amazing? Yeah. What is that jazz? What is that little dog? What are you playing? I know. Oh goodness. It's four, four. Yeah. She, I wish she'd <laughs> just have a nap, but anyway, so that, it, the funny thing about that, getting her spayed, is it stressed me out and it made yesterday really stressful for me. I don't know why. I worried about her. Even though our vet is great, they called us to say, like, she's under, she's doing well, and then she's out and she's good. And then the vet even called herself, like, the actual veterinarian, and she was like, everything went really well. It was like a classic, you know, spay. She's just wandering around, you guys. If we see us looking off camera, it's because it's Roxy. Anyway. She's really taken over the this whole uh, the podcast or our lives. She's taken over our lives, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I was talking to my girlfriend, Kim, because it was her birthday yesterday. And I was like, yeah, Sean and I were like shocked 
with how much effort it took to have a dog and like how much it changed our life and our oh now we're we're on the lookout well that's um, that's it and then people who have kids you know well no she didn't even say that because she has a, a child too no I, but she sorry. was like she said when yeah when gabe and i first got lady their first dog she's like the first two weeks were like we made a horrible mistake horrible mistake oh my god oh my god and she's like and they're still bad because they don't really train them they just got a brand new like expensive couch and lady peed on it in the first three days she claimed it mm -hmm. see you gotta pee on your couch first <laughs> when she's like of course she peed on the, the day before you we're do getting it right in front of the dog so they see and they know oh i guess that's his i don't want to use it he peed on it <laughs> <laughs> anyway um she's like that's normal and that made me feel good because we love her and like I was so yeah, worried yeah. about her yesterday, but it is a huge change to our lifestyle because we just, we do what we want when we, I do what I want. Not anymore. Not anymore. A lot of sleepless nights while she goes out prowling the neighborhood with her friends. <laughs> no, we don't wait up for her because she's in her crate. Oh, <laughs> she doesn't wait up for us either. She falls asleep at like seven o'clock. Anyway, that thus concludes. Can dogs taste lemon? Puppy or parlance. Like spicy stuff. We'd have to look it up, but does anybody she, know? She picked up that lemon like it was nobody's business. I was like, I would not put that in your mouth. And, you know, you let yeah. her just, you know, because. I don't know if it's good for them. She was though, faster so. than us is what it came oh, down to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but I was like, I don't know if it's good for them, like, to have sour thing. I don't, I don't know. know. There's stuff they can't have, like hops. I found yeah. that out in, in brewing beer recently. My neighbor told me that, um, you know, that you know what hops are. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so. It's, it's like flavoring. a grain kind of thing, isn't it? No, the grain is uh, the base of the beer. Like the wheat or the whatever. Yeah, barley or whatever you're using. Um, but the hops are what give it the, the flavor. The flavoring. Well, some of the flavoring. Hops flavoring. offsets the, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, beer is. Must protect. I know. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so there's lots of things dogs shouldn't have. Yeah, so ho apparently hops, uh, not in the form of beer. If you give them beer, they're fine. But if you give them concentrated, like the, the spent uh, pellets mm -hmm. when you're done with them or mm -hmm. whatever is left, uh, that's not good. That'll make them really sick. Oh, yeah. I told this story, I think, before how when I, I don't know if I, if I have, I, you know, I apologize. I'm going to tell it again. I used to dog sit for this family that lived just outside of the gates of Pepperdine. So if you guys don't know, Pepperdine is like in the hills of Malibu and there's homes like essentially all around it. And so once you get out of the gate of Pepperdine, there's like an entrance to this housing development. And I used to house sit slash dog sit for this couple. And they were like in their 50s or 60s. Anyway, they had two dogs and they somehow got onto the counter and opened up my double stuff Oreos, remember? Oh, And yeah. ate them all. And I called the number that the woman, the owner had left for their vet. It's like emergency vet, you know, because I got home from work is how I realized it. So I worked all day in the valley, came through the canyon, back to Malibu, got to the house and discovered they'd eaten all my double stuff Oreos. First of all, I was upset. Secondly, I was panicked. And they they were like, uh, nope, you're fine because, you know, that double stuff actually ends up saving them because it's not as it's all about like chocolate, like the amount of chocolate. And it wasn't raw or like milk. It was like let's chocolate. be honest there's no chocolate in it was like Oreos. chocolate cookie so it's like cocoa chocolate powder it's flavoring. like processed down anyway yeah long story short i always tell everybody i was saved by the double stuff so <laughs> it's a real fine ratio <laughs> between the uh, the fluffy stuff mm -hmm. and, the, and the crispy cookie yep hmm. exactly i think i saw a documentary once on oreo mm -hmm. now we all think of it as the single the, the standard issue round circle yeah but because of they, they really hit on a gold mine, whatever the uh, candy company is that does it. 
and Nabisco. Is it Nabisco? Mm-hmm. They're a I don't big know if they originally. They're like one of the, there's like God, but, then there's Nabisco Nestle. in terms of, yeah, Nestle. But I don't know if you know, any, I don't know if who's they owned it originally. I'll look it up. Or if somebody else came up with Oreo. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think someone else came up with it and they pr- purchased it at some point when it, mm-hmm. when it was clear it was a hit. They're like, okay. we must control that part of the market. Yep. You know. But uh, yeah, so that flavor, they've- Flavorings. In any- Oh, there's, pause. Yeah. Sam Porcello, Samuel J. Porcello, was an American food scientist who worked at Nabisco for 34 years, and he was particularly noted for his work on the modern Oreo cookie. Oh, so, so it was Nabisco. Developed it in-house. Mm-hmm. Wow, good on well, Nabisco. Well, Samuel Porcello in-house. Yeah. Give that CEO a raise. He passed away in 2012. That's he was born sad. in 1935, so, yeah. so 80- 90? No. Be like, I don't know, 70 years would put it to 2005. So 80. So 80 something. <laughs> we'll cut this bit out. We're mathematicians. <laughs> we can leave it in. Who cares? Mm, I was just waiting for you to do the math. I was being really lazy. Oh, really? I was like, uh-huh. You weren't even trying? <laughs> no. God damn. Sometimes I do that. <laughs> I was just like, I wasn't even that? really trying. No. Oh. So, okay. So, 1935, yes. 70 years would make it 2005. So 70, 80 would be 2015. So he was 70, I depend on, I guess, when he died. In, oh, he died right before his birthday in 2012. So gotcha. he would be uh, just shy of maybe 70, hold on, 72? Hey, puppy. I don't know. Oh, she's so distracting. Yeah. That's why I couldn't do the math. The dog, <laughs> oh, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> the dog. It wouldn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. He'd have been like seventy six, probably. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay, boo boo. We we love you. I mean, that's so. Anyway, um, but he, it was Nabisco did create it. <laughs> that's find, fantastic. Do you find this at all distracting? But they made different size cookies. They made them into sticks. They like oh, trying all different all types. sorts of, like the Oreo cookie. And then the secret was not every market likes the same flavor profile yes but it was the consistency katie it was the creaminess the and crunch. the crunch like they had the perfect crunch unless you leave the bag open for more than i don't know three days then it starts to get a little less crunch it's it mushy yeah it's i don't like that no. that's the worst but you know you're hungry after school you eat them anyway you eat them anyway 100 <laughs> percent. that reminds me of my dad's lunch pail so my dad if you guys don't know my dad was a he's a boiler maker so he's like a welder and he would bring a lunch pail to work and some things he would joke got a lot of miles, meaning they went to and from work. Like he never ate them, you know? Right. And a peanut butter and jelly sandwich only gets one back and forth and you got to throw it out because it's like got squished, <laughs> you know? Bananas, same. Apples, they can make a few trips, you know? Oh, yeah. But Especially little, in colder climates. Yeah. And yeah. little Debbie snacks can make a lot of trips, meaning ho-hos, those little oatmeal cookie sandwiches. And my dad, if he didn't eat them, sometimes when he'd come home, if he was working locally, which wasn't all the time, but if he was, we'd get dibs on it. And Ooh. it's funny because sometimes they weren't even like ideal. Like the ho-ho had been like smashed and smushed. But Warm you were like the... licking the foil. You're like, this is delicious. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about that the other day. How just it, it's funny because my friends who are, have kids now worry so much about junk food and what they have in their houses and making sure their kids are eating like organic and blah, 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 blah. And I grew up like not that at all. 
hamburger helper, Lunchables. Lunchables were like a treat because that was like bougie rich kids had Lunchables. We had like, my mom would make sandwiches, like, you know. Real sandwiches. Yeah, with like real meat. It doesn't look as cool. doesn't feel as cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's inside of Lunchables, but I bet you that's not good brain food. I Just going to make a, I got a, good an uneducated guess. No, oh. but Lunchables. Oh, we're hitting the ding-a-ling again. That's okay. It's fine. Anyway, yeah, so I... It's just funny. Kids lunches. Oh, you know what I would love to hear from you guys? Please send in to otdmpod at gmail.com. What types of lunches did you have where you were from? Because I think everybody had different things. And I'll give you a rundown of what regular, like most kids had in their lunches when I was growing up. Now, you always had some kind of sandwich, cold okay. sandwich. Okay. Some parents would wrap them in foil and then wrap them in cellophane. And a lot would go into Ziplocs, but that was, you know have that no one ever brought soup like in a mm. canister or anything that never no. had a thermos no you had thermoses but that was for like orange juice or water or okay. milk okay not a little coffee then, and bourbon or anything on like the that. side was string cheese was super popular as well as little bags of chips and mm. fruit fruit cups oh but in a tin because of my age right plastic right. wasn't everywhere yet i mean it was there isn't but. that amazing how plastic is everywhere now it didn't used yeah. to be this way Mm-mm. for i'm sure a lot of people remember that we have an audience of different ages yeah but for you young people out there like i'm talking yeah youngsters well it, people i think in their 20s now so it'd be even early 30s it's amazing like how much plastic there me. is though and it's really strange i don't understand yeah. like i in some ways i get it mm-hmm. but it's horrible for the environment. We've known this for a while, yeah. but they're still doing it. Yeah. Anyways, to go back to lunches, let's not get into environmental problems. Um, she's just standing just and staring, staring at us. She's, she's like, like, I our rang producer is like, you the guys. bell, you idiots. Anyway, Capri Sun's super popular. And uh, what else would go in the lunch pail? We should have a little uh, so, a little tasting of, here. We should we should get we should some, some some of the school thing. stuff. Yeah. What are the kids What are the kids eating now? And we'll compare it to what we were eating then. Oh, a lot of kids got dungaroos or dunkaroos or whatever. It was like these little cookies, and they dunk them into chocolate. Oh. It's like a chocolate thing. Oh, handy snacks. Oh, super popular. It was like super processed cheese, which you would have loved. It was like you know, like your cheese whiz. Oh yeah, cheese. And then little breadsticks. So little breadstick crackers. That's, that's rather uh, fancy. And I would I would love those. And I'd like lick, like stick the thing that had the cheese in it, push it outward Go so on. I could lick the rest of the cheese off. That's how gluttonous I was. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was a thing. And then sometimes like those fun size candy bars that we already talked about are not fun at all because they're super tiny. And I'm trying to think of what else. Nuts? Ooh, squeeze it. I think it was called a squeeze it or juice it. It was a different, it was like a Capri Sun alternative. And it was in a plastic container that was shaped like a coca-cola bottle and you twist off this little plastic top and you could just squeeze out of it there's a little hole at the top does that make sense what yeah. i'm saying you're getting like a little shot yeah well no but it was big like you know it was like a coca-cola bottle yeah but you squeeze out a little shot of it well no you just like guzzle as much as you want oh i mean you could have squeezed out but you just, there's a hole in the top and yeah. you just you have to twist that thing off to open up the little oh hole. yeah yeah no the i, I dispenser. get that okay <clears throat> so there was that and I think, I think that pretty much sums it up. So no nuts, no fruit. Like uh, I said, apples sometimes or fruit as mm. fruit cups. Yeah, uh, grapes sometimes. You know, grapes. fruits and yeah. things like that. A banana. But a banana, but bananas just didn't travel very. Oranges well. travel amazing. Yeah, they have a little suspension inside them between the yeah. the skin and the fruit. Yeah. It's like a nice little give. A little, a little yeah, cushion. So you, don't, you don't bruise the. Uh, you don't squish out all the juice. Yeah. yeah. 
So anyway, those were my, what was your school lunch like? Yep, so typically always a sandwich. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it would be the meats, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't know, a ham sandwich. Oh, what a good girl. Uh, sometimes like a turkey sandwich, mm -hmm. sometimes a salami sandwich. Okay, that's enough of sandwich talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never lettuce. I didn't like having lettuce or tomatoes or things like that. Tomato will ruin it. My mom would put tomato yeah. if she if it was season in season. Yeah. It'd be in a Ziploc separate. Yeah, so I'd go with the, like a, just be a, mess. Uh, a little bit of mustard on my sandwich. I like mayonnaise. Brown bread. Yeah. Um, pretty standard really and then uh, always fruit mm -hmm. um oranges a lot mm -hmm. did you when, ever do school lunches yeah the cafeteria was full uh like they they had full service there but full service like they come out to your table yeah what yeah yeah that's what lies. are we having today sir <laughs> mm, i'll have the mashed potatoes and a slice and can pizza. you cut the, the stuff <laughs> off of the sides of the bread thing like what no, no it's no, like no. a buffet yeah, like, I just well not they, buffet but they serve you as yeah you they walk have a along. buffet line exactly and, okay uh, i was like what's going on in quebec yeah well we take our food seriously <laughs> super bougie yeah mm -hmm. sommelier what sort of grapes are they uh <laughs> <laughs> is this a concord what is this <laughs> Oh my God. Raisinets. I loved having raisins. Of course you did. So anything. Sean still loves raisins. Oatmeal raisin cookie. You know, a sensible dessert. <laughs> uh, you know, that was good. It's like the fun size candy bar. That was my dessert or yeah, fruit. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. exactly what it was. And you Not know. Not that everything else I was eating was Sometimes nuts sugar. like uh, almonds and stuff like that. I oh, like I almonds. never got those as a, for lunch. Yeah. Not that I can Well, remember. like a, having a snack, you know, keep your brain. Oh, snacks. I had uh, I like, like having... chewy granola bars. Oh yeah, Quaker, yeah. Chewy Quaker chewies, mm -hmm. yeah. So we tried away from string like a string lot cheese. of the packaged stuff, which was good. Mm -hmm. uh, in our house, we didn't do like all the you know you'd have chips and stuff, but not a ton of um, prepackaged. So fruit cups sometimes like peaches, mm -hmm. but so okay. So your lunch would consist of what would you drink? Water. How would you get that? You have a water bottle or something, or you just go to the water fountain after you eat. Uh, no, in the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. So water, milk, a juice if you want. Oh, you'd like to get your ticket and go yeah, yeah, buy it. Yeah, you'd thing. buy it. Okay. But I usually just drank water. I didn't like milk at that time. I don't like milk. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the funniest Especially thing. Especially cafeteria milk because it's never like the temperature that oh, you... Oh, ours is like ice cold. Well, I'd be okay with that. And as a kid, I liked it when I was little. Like I love 2%. That's what I grew up on. Yeah. And Or whole milk. But as I got older, I got so weirded out about milk. I don't know whatever happened. I had a lot of switches in my, like as a kid where I went from liking to not liking something. You know, uh, milk was one of those things. Did I tell you the story about uh, milk cartons as a kid? My sister traumatized me. No. So. You mean milk bags? You guys don't have no, milk cartons. We had milk cartons for the oh. milk program. Oh. In elementary school, one kid would be chosen or two. I think mm -hmm. it was one kid. And you go to the milk room and then you'd pick up. The milk room. Yeah, you'd pick up uh, a, like a, a rolling cart room? and it had uh, trays on it okay. for all your classmates. And so you'd come back with all the, the milk cartons, 2%, okay. 1%, and I think skim. Some kids even requested it, which. Wow. We only had red and blue, whole and two. Yeah. That's right? it. So that's, that's kind Love of what it we had it, too, dudes. right? But. Oh, no, had, it wasn't skim. It was 1%. I'm sorry. but that, We had four carton options. You did. Wow. We had red and blue. Mm -hmm. And then you had orange juice and apple juice. And they all came in those little cartons, which is never enough. Right. Never enough. You need two. So my Some sister, kids were crazy and they'd go four. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot of energy. He's mainlining the apple juice. Look out. Here comes Johnny. <laughs> the, it was milk. It was actually milk. It was one of this, this uh, he's actually really, he grew up to be a very big man. Well, milk is sugar, right? Yeah. Lactose. Yeah. 
but you know, anything with strong bones, onion. they pulled everybody. So it does. I mean, it's a good source of protein. But anyway, so continue. Sorry. So you had to go into oh, the milk room. You well, pull out all the milk. My sister trays. explained it to me because she started school first. So I was a little bit younger and she yep, told so me the brother. story of, so you get you know, to be ahead next of the year, game. you're going to be in, in first grade and you know, there's the milk room and blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay. You know, taking notes mm-hmm. down because I'm a good student. <laughs> well, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, and she said that someone came back from the milk room with the, the milk cartons and they you hand them out to everyone at their desks. You know, it's a very important job for at a kid. At their desks? Yeah. You're sitting at like little desks. Uh, Why wouldn't you be at lunch or? No, like we had a milk break in the morning. You didn't a milk have, break? Yeah. No. Yeah, you didn't have the milk. Uh, it was like a, a program that they, anyways. No, Canada got got sold some kind of bill of goods and the dairy. <laughs> sold a couple of cows. We had to dairy. offload some milk before it goes sour. I Whoever don't know, the dairy the lobbyist is cashed in big time yeah, on that. We did I, not have milk break. Did you guys have milk break? <laughs> we had recess. I feel like this story is going on a little long, but um, <laughs> so my sister told me that mm-hmm. one of the kids, uh, they, they, took a, sw- a swig out of it instead of poking their straw through the side of it because some of them you could poke your straw it had like a little circle oh no ours were lines. like you have to open them yeah and then it was like ripping the cardboard and if really it right. got shit got tough you had to like cut yeah, into you had to, it because like, the cardboard didn't separate properly mm-hmm. right yeah and it get all exactly. soggy and, and my soggy. sister said a kid in her class took a swig out of it and mm-hmm. it was like grossed out because it had like a kleenex inside of it oh that's <laughs> like when all <laughs> and i was like wait what that's like when all that stuff was going around people like finding syringes and pepsi cans and stuff i'm and sure like, it was an mm. urban legend that was yeah. passed down to her by someone else you know i'm sure 100 from the grade before her on the playground or something it but could have been a piece of cardboard that came out when he drank he was like <laughs> i have exactly that's I'm, kids are like there's a foreign oh object God. in the milk that's all you need to know stop production where did the foreign object come from no more milk breaks exactly but one time i did see curdled milk in one of those boxes um someone had left like i think the fridge door open or something Mm. and so some of them you know probably had been a little warmer than they should and then i think someone put it back in the fridge oh no you know or maybe it came from the factory like that but usually i think they catch curdled milk man is terrible the other day when i was over at christina's we were making uh like little cappuccinos with the little Mm. frother thingy sounds nice and it was we were fancy bitches that day anyway the little frother thingy she was like, oh, check it before we froth it. Because she's like, I used it yesterday and I think I cleaned it out, but there might be some uh, milk. And there was like a little res that we both like. Yeah, that stuff's bad in our milk. Nespresso. Yeah. Um, oh. When the steamer, you got to clean the steamer. You can't let milk sit. It's gross. Can't so we had to like sit. scrub that out twice. And both of us were like, we'll just have it cold milk. We couldn't yeah. get over the, the stench. Because <laughs> I thought for, when she's like, oh, I'd yeah, never I make it, it as a farmer. <sighs> this smells. I think my nose developed too used- late. You they get used to it. They say that, but I think you have to blind. be there early on. No, you have to be there for a long time. So you well, have to be there all day. <laughs> so what which animals smell the least? I, pig, I know pigs some, actually don't smell. Hmm. I'm telling you. If you're a pig farmer. You pigs think, are actually very clean animals. Oh. They usually like poo and pee in one area of their pen. Yeah. And the rest, even though it's mud and to us, we're like, oh, that's dirty. It's how they keep their skin soothed. Right, right. And they're very clean. I do the same thing. I put mud on my skin. So I roll in mud all day. Right. That's how I stay. So I mean, useful. I'm a little choosier than than there. <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, pigs don't smell so bad. Chickens smell terrible. Cows smell terrible. Horses don't smell very bad. That's pretty strong smell. Um, when someone has tack in their car or in their SUV, it's a smell, like, but it's not this. It's not so barney. Like mm. cows smell very barney, and chickens stink horribly. Chicken shit smells horrible. Let's just keep it real. Foul. Yeah. They're foul. That's what I said. 
But yeah. um, but okay. anyway, mm-hmm. I I always thought pigs were uh, not dirty, but that they smelled like that they. And donkeys are kind of like horses. They don't really. I mean, they smell barney, but not not like a cow. Hmm. Cows aren't very clean. Not that they're dirty, but they're just not. They they just are. They just don't care a lot. Like it's funny. It. I don't they're know. Pretty chill. Yeah, they just they like attention. They're very curious. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that video of the cow chasing the ball around, and I was like, "Oh yeah, they're very playful." I know, but then I felt bad. Yeah, you should feel bad. That's why. That's what vegans say. We should feel bad. Well, not that bad, but I feel bad. You know, like seeing like I. Well, I like to know because I am fine with people eating meat, but I I like it to be humanely taken care of. Yeah, and I like the animals to be treated well. And I know that a lot of people are like, "Well, that's not sustainable." Then we should eat less meat. So that it is more sustainable because we have so many fucking people in the world. In I definitely, Earth. we eat less meat now mm-hmm. based on the simple fact that it's, it's expensive to Super buy expensive. Uh, protein mm-hmm. or animal protein. Yeah. And the fact that um, we try and purchase a better quality of meat, mm-hmm. like, okay, you run through all the checklists. Is it ethically treated? Da, 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 da. Well, every step, you know, because you're, you're buying a product that takes more care, more yeah. hands on deck, more whatever. Well, we've even... Like growing up, we would go through a farmer yeah, and like you get to go see how the animals are treated. That's cool. And we talked about doing that here, finding a, an actual farmer. Yeah. And, and probably that keeps your consumption down less. You're not just buying like bulk, you know. Well, you just you know, buy you it go once to Costco, usually. Or, not Costco. That's not a good example. Um, you go to a place and they have like the super deep discount on meat. Oh, then it scares me. Yeah. I'm like, what? Why is it only 24 cents? Like who timed the market wrong or... I know what happened. I don't, okay, let's move on. It's depresses me. <laughs> yeah. um, we were talking about lunches, and now we're into... I don't know. You were man. talking about animals smelling. Oh, yeah. yeah which so, ones do you think smell the worst? I think chickens would probably be... What do you guys think? I'm not... I was not raised on a farm, but I had many friends who were farmers, so I've been in a lot of barns and a lot of any all that kind of stuff. Um, I, th- I think chickens probably are number one, and then cows then horses maybe and donkeys and stuff like that and then i love seeing images of them you know but when all my senses are engaged it's too much not too much but it takes some getting used to like it takes a couple of hours because when you go to a barn yeah first of all the smell of a clean barn that doesn't have animals that's like filled with hay or something that smells nice um yeah it is like a sweet and like earthy smell anyway but if you are dealing with like cows then it just takes my friend Sheena. We used to, I used to help her feed the cows, and it takes like two hours for you to get used to this. The smell of being on a, a dairy farm. Mm-hmm. Like my friend Tara and Sheena were both dairy farmers, and it's pretty, pretty, pretty stinky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you get used to it. As a kid, I was so smell sensitive. As an adult, I'm pretty smell sensitive too. But I always be like, Ugh. my mom's like, pull it together, Katie. We're as we're driving down their long driveway. If you ever go to a farm, they're like their house isn't right by the road. You like Makes drive sense, past. Right? And she's like, Katie, get it together. I'm like, and you just pull it together. Yeah. You get used to it. There's something nice about visiting a farm too. I really enjoy it. Oh, I I I do. You know, there's uh, not to say there's romance in it, but. No, it's a lot of hard work. No, uh, but I just mean like, because everything is so sanitized, like the way we live now, Mm -hmm. you walk inside of a house and chances are you've seen the exact same layout somewhere else and you know mm-hmm. or clothes it's like the house like four doors down it's the exact same house as ours exactly just different outside <laughs> but you go to a, a barn or not a barn but a, a, farm, a farm and the the different buildings on it they're all functional they were built specifically what they could afford what they needed mm-hmm. and t- 
typically not more. Mm-hmm. Well, rich, there's a big difference between like a regular farmer, like, uh, like even my friend Tara, their dairy farm made a lot. They had some deal with Altadena at the uh-huh. time. I don't and I don't think they, I think they sold now completely, but so they had more money than Sheena's family and they both had really nice places, but the buildings were a lot nicer in Paris and it was a much bigger property in general. Okay. And then they had workers, like right. it wasn't just the family. So it just kind of depends on the size. I'm sure there's a variety of farms, mm-hmm. you know, and, and farming operations aren't yeah, we used ubiquitous. To, it's, we used to crawl up in the top of the, uh, in the barn where the hay was. You ever do a hay maze? We do a hay maze. They're so cool. Yeah, not and people think of like corn maze. I'm not talking when it's in the ground. I'm talking no, no, like hay bales. Bales are and up you, in the. You wear well. We always wore like stocking caps. You like bundle up because you're climbing through. Yeah, you make tunnels. And, and sometimes like you run into pitfalls. a rat. Mm-hmm. What'd you call? Sometimes it? you run into a rat. A rat. Rats. Mice get in the hay. Oh, I haven't run into one before. No, oh, but we used to do that and it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. We used to do it when I was a kid in Kelowna. Mm-hmm. There was someone who had a, a barn with. Cats yeah, up in the eaves is usually. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why you have barn cats. Keep them wrath out. Oh. What do you do to get the cats out? Nothing. You like the kitty cats. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Barn Chat, our <laughs> new segment. I don't know where we're going today. <laughs> we're all over the place. Well, we're at the 35-minute mark. It's time, it's to, time, get time to get into the letters. And we'll go for as long as our R-O-X-Y will S-L-E-E-P. You know oh, how parents always right. start to spell things? Yeah. We are. I didn't tell my mom that I knew how to spell things for a while because she was still spell in front of me, and I'd be like, "All my cousins would be like, yo, she's talking about Santa.'" (laughs) (laughs) Pretty crafty. Yeah, you know, don't want to give away all your tricks. Yeah, you learn a new trick. Mom's still spelling C O O K I E, and you're like, "Be good kid today." Mom's making cookies. (laughs) Okay, this is from Heather. Hello, Heather. Howdy do. And it is entitled Dog Story. <gasps> I'm already excited. More puppy parlance. Mammogram and health update. Oh, oh okay. good to know. Good to know. Okay. It says, I'm so glad you guys finally got Roxy. Us too. I have a story of what our dog Spuds would do. I love that name. It's my name Spuds McKenzie. First, he really loved showers too much. Our best friend was staying the night and taking a quick shower before bed and Spuds found a way to open the door, push the curtain aside and jumped in to get clean too. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I love, I wish she would like it because she does not like to be bathed. Yeah. What was the trick? How'd you get it? Some dogs just like the water more. Yeah. Or maybe it's a retriever or something like that. Maybe. We heard a scream, then laughter. Spuds just sat there wondering where his shampoo was. Yes, he was very spoiled. Second... Spuds would go room to room to make sure my sister and I were in bed at 10.30 p.m. If we weren't, he went looking for us. It's funny how they know the time, but it's like she starts looking around for food when it's about her time to be fed. And we're not super consistent, but it's like, you know, she gets breakfast between, let's say, like 8 and 9.30 and then lunch between like noon and 1.30. And- May I make a suggestion? Mm-hmm. Maybe much like you as a young child did not tell your mom that you knew how to spell. Maybe they know how to tell time. Exactly. But why wouldn't they tell us? You think they'd be like, I know dudes get with it. Time's a ticket. <laughs> points to his non-existent watch. <laughs> hey, uh, see what time it is. Yeah. Cause we taught her paw. Right. So she like goes to shake. And she's like, <laughs> hits it with oh. her nose. Hey, Hey, Hey. Okay. Sorry. Back to spuds. So room to room at 10 30 if we weren't he went looking for us and we had to put him down in the year oh the year 2000 but we still have his ashes and collar to keep him watching over us what a good doggo oh good doggo 
says, Katie, don't fret over having a mammogram done. Seriously, it's the easiest test ever done. If you can, try to get a 3D mammogram. I've heard that, that it's better and you can see more and it's more likely to catch things early on. Well, boobs are in 3D. So you everything's have the, 3D, baby. <laughs> the 3D imaging um, is important. So it's more reliable and less chance of a callback. You'll mm. be a little sore, but it shouldn't hurt. Okay, good, good. Finally, my health update. I'm still having numbness and dexterity um, in hands and fingers, kind of coming back. That's good, at least kind of coming back. But now I'm having female issues. My previous GYN couldn't get me in anymore, so basically gave up on me. Oh, couldn't see you anymore. Why do they... That's like, we've had, I've had this happen a couple of times, but one time I lucked out. So my first doctor that I had when I had an HMO, like back in the day, one of my first health insurances that I got for myself, I think it was like Blue Cross and it cost me like a shit ton of money back in the day. Anyway, the doctor that we first started seeing, and I forget his name even, but he saw me for, I don't know, six years, seven years. And then all of a sudden I went to his office and my insurance had changed because I'd changed jobs. And he was like, oh, I'm glad your insurance changed. I don't take your insurance anymore. And I was like, thanks for the warning. Hmm. And we even had that happen with our other doctor. He went like fancy bougie where they still accepted our insurance. But due to the fact that insurances aren't paying very much, we had to pay like $1,700 a year or something to keep. It happened to my father as well. Um, His doctor retired. And so there's no other doctor in the community. So then you just socialized don't have a doctor. Medi- socialized medicine. Yeah. They said, People okay, like, back oh, in the so- queue. He's like, what? what? What do you mean? Well, he waited you know, for how long to get that doctor? Exactly. I, you Sweet know, there's Jesus. pluses and minuses of living in a less dense population, but certainly that doesn't seem like a, a solid system. Well, I feel know? like as you get older, this could just be me, but as you get older, you want to be closer to hospitals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I mean, I right? certainly, like, when we moved, I, I was curious where the next hospital oh, was. Oh, yeah. Well, Not because I was planning on going, but you want to make sure it doesn't take you know, so long. Things are going good. I don't want, I don't want this to end. So yeah. <laughs> I got I to look out for, you know, well, if something's weird services. and we call an ambulance, I want them to be here in like five minutes and I want to be in a hospital in another five minutes. We were living in, um, it was a gift and a curse in Santa Monica. It was. We were so close to the hospital, you guys. We were like, what, that eight was, blocks away? That was the curse. So every ambulance in Los Angeles zoomed oh, yeah, past oh, us because oh, yeah. there's several. It's just a medical complex that just goes on for That's like, why it kind of cracked me up when she gave her first howl was the fire truck going by. And I was like, oh, my God, she would have howled like every day, all day if we were in Santa Monica. Right. I got so I didn't hear it anymore. No. And your sister came to visit. And she, I was like, what do you think is what it's like out here? Kind of comparative to outside of Quebec. <laughs> Or outside of Montreal, rather. And she was like, I don't know how you guys get used to all the sirens. Other than that, it's great. I was like, oh, you just let the helicopter noise drone, you know. Oh, my God. That would drive me. Because it'd be like midnight. Oh, yeah. Down on our apartment. And I was like, are they landing in our apartment? Or I was afraid they'd get too close and the whole apartment just blow away. Harrison Ford with this stupid plane crashing in the in the golf course yeah. like all, everyone's got a play plane you know yeah. and they're just and the Santa Monica airport is really close to yeah and all they do is fly over your houses and they're wave. like look mom there's our house yeah oh my god you guys I tell go you. away Harrison Ford that's why we would always make jokes about Harrison Ford yeah because he like now's he not a good time to fly the, I know you, know you already said it well I know I just wanted to reiterate oh, that mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyways you don't want to be too far from a uh hospital harrison ford made the right choice in crashing there because he was Far right enough next to the you hospital. don't hear the sirens that's true i want to be 10 minutes away fair enough oh so <laughs> maybe even some, a five minute drive wouldn't have been because ours was just so we were so close <laughs> something that is uh, is on my mind and i can't mm-hmm. believe we didn't check it before we moved but um 
train tracks and uh blowing up their horns oh my god there's so many trains in in austin and outside of austin and we have to stop at tracks and they blow their horns and it's funny because our area has a one train track where they blow their horn like five thousand times i'm wondering if the engineers barely hear it it's like in the distance yeah but i can't imagine it'll be any closer there are people that live like really close to it and i think it's like the sirens i think you just tune it out yeah but that's i'm because he he drives along and he he pulls Mm -hmm. it from midnight to like two in the morning (laughs) and it's i mean i think if we probably had newer windows or double pane windows we probably wouldn't hear it at all oh that's true but i i do worry about the people who live you know, just slightly closer, like a couple yeah. of blocks. Yeah, that's actually my my only frustration about this place is the the horn honking, and we do have like big truck dudes that go by on the main street. Oh yeah, and yeah. I hear them sometimes the rumble, rumble, and I'm like, you sons of bitches, <laughs> and I shake my fist. But we did find a massive pecan tree. So we did. Did we talk about mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. last week? Okay, yeah. back to Heather. So her previous OBGYN wouldn't see her anymore. Basically, gave up on me. I'm so sorry. So I'm seeing a new doctor November 2nd. Oh, I wonder how it went. But at least everything is healing well. Pain is still around, but I hope I can get some answers in November of what's happening in my body. Your podcast and regular channel are helping keep me going. Good luck on training Roxy. And I'm hoping my St. Louis blues kick butt this year. Heather. Yeah. Do you want to do some honky talk? Oh, I mean. We've been sucking high in pit, as my grandma would say. Thanks for writing in, by the way. Yes. Uh, thank you, Heather. Wishing you all the best this month and uh, through December. Well, we're in December now, but sending a message into November for her. We're one that's month from behind. October. Mm-hmm. All right. This time traveling stuff is tough for the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Even because I'm going to New York next week for like a day. Yeah. And then I'm going to Washington to visit family. And you're staying because we had our person who's supposed to watch Roxy cancel. Anyway the time changes i'm just like putting stuff in my calendar i'm like it'll figure it out i yeah. don't i don't even need to understand what's happening <laughs> you know because like three time zones i'm like i don't does not compute i know my brain explodes. I'm, I'm i was kind of having mixed feelings when you said oh do you want to go to new york mm-hmm. and i said you know i think one of us has to be here for the dog yeah i the mean fabs could probably watch her because it's not even 48 hours no i know but but it seems foolish it's yeah. like silly yeah, that's the way I felt about it. I was like, I don't need to go. Yeah. But part of me was like, oh my gosh, a chance to go to the Big Apple and see it because I haven't I seen it since. Since October of 2019. Got, yeah, since everything was shut or down. Or November of 2019, I guess. And um, so I was I was quite curious to see sociologically how are people behaving just walking down the street, you know, because yeah. we saw those odd images of it being empty, no one outside. Oh, so and crazy. Then, you know, things are different phases of the pandemic. JL, right? my literary agent who lives there, she would like, put it on her Instagram stories and it'd just be empty in Times Square. Yeah. And she'd be like, this is so creepy. And I was like, yeah. We've just, we've lived through a, I feel fortunate, mm-hmm. but we just lived through a global uh, Atrocity, big deal. Uh, emergency <laughs> Yeah, uh, an issue. emergency is a good way of, of yeah. explaining it. But <clears throat> we're still, you know, it's still happening. Um, Germany right now, they're, they're changing Austria. their laws. Australia, Switzerland Austria. is potentially thinking about it. Because I just talked to one of our members of our community in Zurich. And she was saying because Austria is like right next to them, she's worried things are going to change for their country too because their numbers have gone up. Right. Well, And they've never actually had a spike, by the way, I don't think, or from her recollection. Oh. And the U.S. is, is saying... If you hear a grumble, that, it's a snoring dog. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, the U.S. is saying they're, they will not be shutting anything down in terms of... Um, Good. But they did shut down a ton of flights uh, through South Africa and eight other countries the in the region. 
Is right. that what it's called? Omicron? Yeah, but it's already here. Mm-hmm. So, Well, by the time you know about something, it's already here. It's like anything. You're like, uh, our warning system is not uh, in place. Right. Anyway, so those are those updates. Okay, let's get out of the pit of despair. Let's move well, it's on. not the pit of despair. It's just the just state of the world. But you're going to travel. And I, I was really curious about traveling this time of year. Like, um, we'll be going how, to New York in January, are, too. So you, you know. get to go to New York then. We'll get yeah. to see what it's like. Yeah, for sure. But it'll be old hat to you. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. I'm barely there. The only thing that's nice about having it be like a work trip is like they book and schedule everything. So I don't have to like, like I just got my car details. They're like picking me up at the airport and blah, blah. And I'm just like, perfect. I just have to go. I just like, just make everything on time. Just be on time. That's my job. We should hire an actress to to play you. Does anybody want to play me? You don't have to go. Awesome. They don't know what you look like. I mean, they know what you look like. I've met them way too many times. The pandemic, you know, I've changed a little bit. <laughs> it aged me a lot. Oh, you know, you we'll can't send trust. my mom. I look different on Zoom. <laughs> okay, we have someone who is writing in for the first time. They don't want everything, I guess, read on the pod, which I totally understand, but I'll read what this email says. It says, hello, hello, hello. I hope you all are well. My name is KJ, hey, and KJ. I finally got the courage to type up a letter for you. And says the letter's kind of just for us. We totally understand. Um, says, feel free to take time to read this letter. We will read it. We definitely will. Right after we finish recording. Um, said, it's been a long, difficult year for me. I think a lot of people can feel that. It's been a long, difficult year. I've struck absolute gold, though, in finding this amazing community. I can't be grateful enough to you for helping me stay, you know. Good. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm glad we could be there for you. Thank you for your time and talent and effort. I'm inspired in part by you guys to at least get the fuck up once a day and try. Awesome. Be well, KJ. Of course, yes. And it says, P.S. Not sure if you're looking for a U.S. military liaison. Uh, <gasps> yes. Of course we are. From your very own service member and almost Army veteran. Well, thank you for your service. And 100% we are. That's we have to have them join yeah. the OTDM universe Let's as our right. U.S. military liaison. We have questions. It says, um, but I can, I can be your guy. Just a thought. Yeah. Hope my email attachments are an assistant to you. I hope you're okay with us sharing some adorable pictures of your pupper. We have a pupper. That's like Charlotte. It is kind of like Charlotte. Oh my God. Is that Charlotte? It says Corey, I think is the pupper's name, but we've got, I mean, what a cute, <laughs> I mean. Cute. Yeah, we're going to share at least one photo. So I what is that's that? A, that's like a Maltese sort of deal? It looks like, I mean, Charlotte is a mix between a Bichon Frise and a Shih Tzu. But this looks like uh, Tonja's is uh, Margot. And that's a Maltese, right? I think so. I think they there's like three or four that kind of look similar to me at mm-hmm. least. <laughs> <It's> so cute. <laughs> Too cute. Cutie, cute, cute. Long. I know. Look at that pretty fluffy fur. Oh, my goodness. And then we won't share those private ones just in case it's okay. not okay. But yes, thank you for sending those and we will read the rest of the letter. Thank you, KJ. We're glad you're part of the community. Welcome aboard and thank you for offering to be our yeah, military. military liaison. Ooh, I just like the word liaison. 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 So anytime we have military questions, we'll mm-hmm. be asking. Um, yes, we'll, we'll put it out to the universe, but feel free to answer because you'll have the real answers. I don't understand how they count how many people are in, like what the breakdown is. They have, we know that there's the troops, right? Uh-huh. And that's one number. Different like arms. let's say we have six hundred thousand people in the military. Okay. Okay. But then I find it fascinating that how they break it down to the unit all the way down to the last individual. So you have like branches of the military, uh-huh. and then you have divisions. Yeah. And then in the divisions, it goes all the way down to like I, which I is guess rank squads. and file. 
Yeah, but it's really wild. Like what a what an organization system. I think it's crazily. I organized. take it for granted, but the the ability logistically to move goods and people and have it all organized. Well, I think and that's now like, you can do it on like a, a spreadsheet, you know, like uh, on your phone. But uh, back in the day, these mm-hmm. people, you know, you ever see like amazing um, World War II footage from. Oh, and they'd have all the papers they'd roll out and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maps. They're big and meetings like, and they're like, okay, and like, so you're coming from here and then we got 20 troops come or 20,000 coming this way and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Blah, and blah. they build the the, mm-hmm. the war the map yeah. you know in front of you and they they, like they talk about it's the it's ultimate risk ultimate. game mm-hmm. you know which yeah there's, there's a negative side of war it's, it's oh not, obviously you know, but we're not that's not what we're talking about we're no, talking about the organization like, and the logistics of it but yeah it's it, there but that's why it's so helpful to a lot of people i've heard from many in our community and even just people that i've known back home because if you guys don't know i grew out i grew up outside the lewis mccord base so we had a ton of people who joined the the army or different parts of the military even had like a bunch of kids go to what's the big university it'll come to me in a minute anyway um but a lot of people said it was helpful in keeping them out of trouble because it was like structured and they just needed that they needed to get out of their house move away from home and have like a structure to their days and and people counting on them and a lot of that like helped them i know there's you know like anything there's mixed uh, ideas about what the military can and can't do for people mm-hmm. or if it's bad or good or whatever. But I, from a strictly, strictly a functional um, way of looking at it, I just find it amazing how organized it is. What, what a crazy system. And every country has these different yeah, they do. versions of it. But clearly the United States has spent a lot of money on this and seeing it in, in action, living close to a base yeah. I would be amazed when when they would run exercises uh, in North San Diego, West Point. West I Point. Think okay. Of it. Sorry, we had oh, a few people I went to school with. Uh, two guys and a girl that went to West Point. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but seeing things in action, you know, like how how they move on the beach, they would set up like uh, the one exercise we saw every summer in California. They would build a pier and mm-hmm. then they'd land at the piers so they'd come in from the ocean oh and put it together they put it together and then all of a sudden these massive troops would come ashore and you're like where the fuck were they they were in out in the ocean well like boats and helicopters yeah, yeah bringing man, in their like, little di- their little um dinghy boats or something but to see it go from like two boy scouts showing up on the beach to all of a sudden <laughs> you know a full-on jamboree of like ten thousand people they in still a day. have the jamboree I'm sure they still have jamborees. i hope they do okay. do you know that jamboree boulevard in newport beach was named after that it was the very first I don't know if it was the first, but it was one of the biggest ones back when Mm -hmm. like Boy Scouts were, you know, it was a big organization. Everybody was into Boy Scouts. Even Nicole, my brother, was in Boy Scouts. Not for a long, long time. Right. But I mean, I was a brownie. I never got into Girl Scouts, but I did the brownie thing. I never sold. You would absolutely die of laughter if if I had a photo, which I don't have it. But um, my sister in military cadets. She was in military cadets? Please, Kim, send us a picture. <laughs> her marching. And her little blondie hairs. And, and the Canadian military cadets. I, just, I can picture I totally... her little kid face because I've seen so many pictures of her as a little kid. She had such a serious like look about her when if she wasn't smiling Very. at something. Oh, my God. That's so, so she, funny. I totally forgot about this, but it kind of conflicted military. with my schedule as a kid because she was like nine and I was about six. Mm-hmm. But I had an agenda every week of things that I, I got your, done. your karate or whatever. No, I wasn't into ninjutsu yet. But um, I think every Wednesday night I'd watch Dukes of Hazard. Like this was mm-hmm. religion for me, you know. Like I, I don't know if it was Wednesday, but <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'd have a diet or not a diet. I'd have a orange crush, 
Oh, because it got Sean all hopped up because, spoilers, he's chips. allergic to orange flavoring. And that was color. my big treat during the week. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's not like I was eating this junk food all the We're time. We're not but judging you. Who cares? one you TV show that I really okay. liked. Um, and then my sister joined Cadets, and it was a conflict with my schedule. <laughs> because <laughs> You're like six. Like, you don't really have a schedule. Well, in my mind, you know, the, the Dukes of Hazzard so are so structured already. You know, kick, kick, kick them dude, boys. I'm like, oh, man, they're going to jump the car again. It's like my brother and Brett, <laughs> my brother and his brother we're all about batman oh there you go pow crack yeah and all the stuff anyway so, so she got into it she did it for a little while but it didn't last i think she did one oh, that's like me with it. brownies i did brownies and then we did like a little cheer thing at one football game like you know little kids i i remember i think my mom might have photos but for some reason my memory it's like burned in that i uh because the school colors i grew up with were like uh crimson and gray I okay think. i don't know if they call it crimson or maroon but either way you guys know what i'm talking about and gray and so my mom had this maroon sweater but it was a little too long so we had to fold up because my hands had to be free because i had my pom-poms uh-huh. and so then my mom who i think was a cheerleader in high school maybe not i don't know but she was like oh wait to put your pom-poms in the dryer on low in a sock so they'll get all crunchy looking not like loose and hangy straight but crunched up like a palm and so we did that and it was this whole ordeal and I had to learn this like little thing, dance, ta-ta. And ta-ta. that was the first and last time I ever did any cheerleading. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like all of seven years old, huh? maybe eight. I don't Just know. didn't like it, huh? Um, It wasn't my thing. I wanted to more like kick things, run fast and beat people at things. I and cheerleading doesn't. I did like gymnastics and I really wanted to do gymnastics, but I had to decide because my mom's like, you cannot commit to more things because I was already doing three sports. And she was like, you can either do your soccer and basketball or you can do gymnastics. And I was like, well, then I guess I'm not doing gymnastics. I don't even know if I like it that much yet. I haven't done it yet. But Nickel got to do it. And I was really, I was really jealous. You can't do it all. I mean, I'm still learning. You can do it now. Oh, Get you into tumble tumble oh, tots or oh whatever. Oh my god, I'll probably like hurt, break myself. Oh my god. <laughs> they should have gymnastics for older people. That'd be great. Like oh. you really have to ease into doing a somersault. And well, you just you, jump into those pits with the foam, right? Right. It, you do a cartwheel by the end of your first season. Maybe by the second season, you do a round off. You can do Never a cartwheel. back handspring. Everyone can do a cartwheel like Creed on the Office. Remember, he like jumps his hey, feet man. from one side to the next. He's like, ta da! And you're like, that's not a cartwheel. Your legs didn't even. But in your mind, that's pretty dangerous maneuver. You know, the older mm-hmm. you get, the more a cartwheel seems unnatural. When you're a, a kid, court wheel? I know your cartwheel. Cartwheel. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, it's second nature to like tumble and flip. Oh yeah, and I do the roll and like yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'd run, jump through the air, like just jump through the air, head first, arms first, and then the last second I would tuck and roll. Oh, because I thought I was a ninja. <laughs> So you had to know the ninja dives, mm, you know, you mm-hmm. had to know your outs. Like, you I'm know how get much out that would hurt us the... right now if oh, I like fuck. jumped in the air and tried to tumble? But I did it everywhere. Like I would do it down like a flight of stairs, not a full flight of stairs, but like maybe three like three. Steps, oh yeah. yeah. I'd be like, tuck and roll and I'd be gone. <laughs> That's how I moved for a I long time. I would pay to see a video of you just like <laughs> jerking around. Yeah. But you know, little maneuvers. Yeah. I mean, I was I a climber. I learned a lot from movies. I always like to climb. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so that's why, like, my brother will tell the story, and I've probably told it here because I don't have any new stories. Ah, it's me, not you. Don't worry. Anyway, but I would climb up onto trees around our house and then onto the roof of the house and then the shop and all sorts of stuff. 
and then jump off. Oh, I like that. But then one time I got up too high, and I was like, Nick will get me something to land on. He's like, I don't know. What should I get you? I was like, get me that. It was like my dad <laughs> had this. Wait, you're trump. on the roof mm-hmm. of the shop. I think so. You're what, like 12 feet off the ground? It's yeah. a little too high. It to- felt a little too high. So I came down to the edge, and I was like, still too high. <sighs> so I was like, Nick, go get me something to land on. And he was like, what can I get you? And I was like, get dad's splitting log. So anybody who grew up in the country, your dad would split wood on this bigger half. It's like a sawed off base of a tree. And so I was like, bring that and then put a blanket on it. And I was like, yeah. And then I was fine. (laughs) Put a blanket on it. Make it a little cushier, please. Mm -hmm. Higher, higher. Just by like. (laughs) Katie, just step off the roof. I know. Just jump off, Katie. Anyway. Uh, So I jumped onto the log off of the roof and was like. On to the next thing. Yeah. See, there's a window where it makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, you're exploring the world. But when you get into your 20s, you should never, ever, ever leap off the roof into the pool. No, that's when people die. Yeah. Dummies still do that. You're bigger. You're too big. Well, that's it. You're not going to survive that tumble off the roof into the pool. Now, people will get away with it. Mm -hmm. One time I saw a guy do it. And he made it into the pool. But I thought to myself, I was like, man, if that guy didn't make it into the pool, I'd be traumatized. Trouble, this would be terrible. The next guy who was up saw it from the, the roof side view and he backed down. I would have too. And I was backed like, down. man, you know what? Smart. Good on you. Smart. Take the coward's way out. It, well, I'm know. not going to call you a coward. We know. We made eye contact. I know that. It's you, not a coward. It's called self preservation. Mother nature keeping you alive. Yeah. You that know? fear is real because it's like, yeah. you could break your neck. And we had have, uh, you know, there was a couple of years going on. Oh, of course. There's but always drinking involved. It's like a that's pool party. When, that's when someone breaks their neck. So you really want to be yeah. careful. Don't let liquid courage tell you that you can do things you can't. No, you can't jump off things. No. Nope. Maybe when you're a kid, you can do a cartwheel. If you're over 16, stop doing cartwheels. No, immediately. 16. Unless you're being trained professionally as a gymnast, you should not be doing cartwheels. I mean, I could still do a cartwheel. Get out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> maybe you can't do a cartwheel because i don't know how flexible you are but i, I do yoga do all the time I can... I can totally do a cartwheel i could do two in a row like three across the yard easily <laughs> you're gonna have to put your money where your mouth is now because <laughs> i am 100 sure that i can do it remember oh yeah i'm not worried about remember it. when your friend john dalton came in town with his little girls and they were doing their like where they put their hands up so people who are listening oh. You put in yoga, you do like a back arch where like your body is like arch and you put your hands up like above your shoulders, flipping your fingers toward your shoulders and then you push up on your feet. Right. And then you walk down the stairs backwards. (laughs) Yeah. Like a total creep. No, but you know what I mean? When you like arch up and the girls were doing, I was like, oh, I can do that too. And we fit all of them under me kind of. And he was like, how do you do that? And I was like, because I do yoga because you should. (laughs) So your body can still move even when you get older. Right. No, it's amazing what yoga does. And Excuse it's amazing me. that the human body will get back to that point. You can well, just, neglect you, it. but Yeah. You have to, what is it, Brian Kest, my yoga master. He always says, he's like, the only way to keep something healthy is to touch it gently on a regular basis. Because if you do it too much or not enough, you're not either not building the muscle enough, or if you're doing it too hard, you could hurt yourself. Yeah, that makes and sense. You, and your body tells you when it needs a stretch, right? You feel it like, oh, that feels good. Yeah. And it also tells you when it's like, please stop. That's as far as I can go. Isn't that amazing that the stuff that happens in it. the animal kingdom? Mm-hmm. They, oh, yeah. Her like. She, they know instinctively to stretch before they run. She just stretched right now. She, she'll she like do a couple of knee tucks up to her chest. No, she does her, down, her shoes. She does like down dog a lot. Yeah. And then she'll do like the straight out. Ooh, 
Yep. It's amazing. Or cats. Mm-hmm. Before they run, they start wiggling. Yeah, they wiggle. Warm it up. I think warm they're it warming up. it up. Warm like, it up, Chris. Yeah. I'm about to. Okay. Should we move on to Sue's letter? Absolutely. Hello, Sue. Hi, Sue. She says, hello, science wanker here. This is entitled, My Attempts to Crawl Out of the Pit of Despair. It's tough, I know. Sean slips in, but you're getting better. Much better. Thanks. She's still snoring. Okay. So science wanker here. Thanks for reading out my last letter and forgiving me for taking you on my pit of despair roller coaster. But I thought it was important to give people a tiny tiny glimpse of just how shit it is. That's fair. I've tried various things to help my situation and I've decided to share the ones that have worked for me. I might be ill, but I'm still a scientist and have no intention of spending my income on supplements and diets that are unsubstantiated by high quality peer reviewed research. That's very fair. As the phrase goes, I'm all for keeping an open mind, but not so open that my brain falls out. (laughs) I have not heard that saying, and I'm going to use it now a lot, and I love it. So what has helped? Yeah. Number one, support groups. There are a lot of good support, or there are a lot of good people out there who understand how it feels to have your life turned upside down overnight by a chronic illness, and they want to do everything they can to help new members of my body stop to, wait, And they want to do everything they can to help new members of the My Body Stopped Working Club or Uh. the Complete Shit Shower, the CSS Club. (laughs) Sorry, I struggled to read that. Number two, online therapy. Mm -hmm. I found using BetterHelp really helpful, especially the chat feature. It can be tough for me to concentrate for a whole therapy session, although it's not full on therapy. I found what is essentially keeping a daily journal that happens to be a licensed therapist that can talk back to me. An amazing help. It feels very Harry Potter to have a journal that talks back and sometimes pushes Wait, back. Wait, how does that work? Well, BetterHelp has different levels. So you guys know I've worked with them over the years. I think they're a great resource. People can say what they want about online therapy. It's not as good as in person, but it's good. Well, now, and everything's getting better, which mm-hmm. is like whatever stage anything's yeah. at today, five years from now, it's going to look completely different and even better. So and we're learning, for something right? completely different. Well, yeah. like the metaverse or whatever. Totally. You could like be... You know, better help's going to be in, in there. Session. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And they should, right? Because it makes I'm it better right for now. people. Anyway, so better help. And I, I'm sure Talkspace and other versions of this have this, a similar thing. But better help has different tiers. So the first tier is that you can just text chat through their app with a therapist. And that's what she's talking about. And that's actually the cheapest option, too. Okay. Then you can get into a combination of like a session here or there. And I'm going to forget you guys, and I'm probably misspeaking. But you can do chat and a little okay, bit. Okay, so a combo. Or you can do just live sessions. It's like, and depending on the, the frequency that you want every month, the price goes up. And, Are they in Canada? I don't know. Yeah, they're they're in, BetterHelp is in the, the US, Canada, the UK. I forget where Australia else. Australia, maybe? Maybe all the English speaking nations? I know that they are in Australia because we have members of our community who have told me they're using it. But I don't, I don't know where else. So, but I did have somebody tell me that's trying to be a therapist who's in our community. And she was saying that it wasn't open for her in Australia. So maybe they're full or I don't know, but I know that people in Australia are using it. New Zealand. They probably share the same setup. I'd assume so. Okay. Okay. So anyways, so better helps really helpful. Um, and the next is trauma therapy. After about a year on the waiting list, I'm now lucky enough to get free trauma therapy. Hey, Yay. Cause Susan, the UK, I think. 
Although it takes a lot out of me, I am using a lot of my availability energy into getting at the root of my PTSD symptoms. If I can get the nightmares and flashbacks and dissociation under control, that would be amazing. I agree. Keep at it. It does get better. Okay. Next is finding ways to express yourself. Of course, I have a lot of anger and other emotions that I just can't express because my body doesn't work. And I have to limit my hobbies because if I use my eyes too much, my optic nerve can't take it and I end up blind for a few weeks. You're fucking kidding me. We have a member of our team who has long COVID and she has to, she says she has to pick one thing each day. Like she can either do her work for us or she can like see her friends or she can uh, take care of her house or, you know what I mean? And so she says she has to pick it. And if she does more than one thing, she pays for it for like three or four days. Uh, okay. So, but when I can draw my feelings, for example, she shows some of her drawings. I like oh, to do drawings. Yeah. Beautiful. I really like that one for some reason. I like them all though. Beautiful. Oh, okay. Yeah. So those are the drawings. And then next, finding ways to relax. I have trouble with meditation. I know a lot of us do. And it often ends in flashbacks and dis- dissociation. But something I have found to help me relax is crochet. Do you know, I don't think it was technically crochet. I think it was knitting. But this is like, let's say 10 years ago. It was rated one of the best ways f- to, for people to relax. And they encouraged people to take it up. This is like obviously pre-COVID, pre-everything. I haven't heard that. But because it's like a once you learn how, then it's like a almost mindless but it's meditative because you have still have to focus you can't like watch tv i mean i'm sure really good people can do that but usually you're focusing like there's muscle memory going on we're having a nightmare i think there's muscle memory going on mm-hmm. wait where were we Which, yeah the crochet yeah uh I've i seen... like that you knew what you were saying next but you didn't really know what the train of thought was, uh, was you brain. got off the train and you were like <laughs> where'd it go <laughs> I saw uh, a man, um, traditionally women would crochet, right? But I saw a man in the airport a couple of years ago doing mm-hmm. it. And I was like, that's cool. Like I was kind of, he had something to do and I didn't. Yeah. And it looks really cool. And then you have a finished product. Yeah. Like you're assembling something, right? Look at this and beautiful thing. Like this. Yeah. We're showing, if you're just listening, we're showing our gobble, gobble, our turkey uh, yeah. cro- uh, well, that's coasters. Well, lo- that's lovely, Sue. Nice so, yeah. bunny. So she does crochet. Yep. And when not producing nightmarish drawings, I produce things like this. Beautiful, beautiful. It's been tough to come to terms with suddenly being too ill to do so many of the things that I now realize I use to provide myself with a feeling of worth and purpose. That's the thing about COVID. And yes, with chronic illness, but even for all of us, like there's been so much loss. Like we've lost a lot of the things that, that used to be fulfilling and peacekeeping and like self-affirming and all of our self-care stuff, essentially. And so it's almost like now we have to rediscover it. And for obviously people like Sue and who have chronic illness, that means that we have to like adjust it. And even for me, like, I don't know when I'll feel comfortable going back into a yoga studio. I'm not sure, but I have to find other ways to still feel good. Yeah. I think the longer this has gone on, everyone's been touched by it Mm -hmm. in some way or form, whether that's simply isolation because you're trying to take yourself out of the equation of being like yeah. passing it along and people or getting sick in your life like. people getting sick yeah or just seeing the news like this is affecting everyone mm-hmm. and more than anything right now we need to have empathy mm-hmm. instead of like the anger you know the the, the usual crap that's going on online and we need we need like to be we're going to the holiday season people are going to be stressed out even further i'm mm-hmm. just locally you know like i'm going to try and make a, a small change and i've been thinking about it for the past couple of years but 
if you're driving during the holidays and someone cuts you off, they're not an idiot. Maybe their mind is just preoccupied. Maybe they have other things going on. Well, they on, could you know? be an idiot. They're just probably preoccupied. Yeah. But <laughs> for my own peace of mind, I'm like, I'm going to let it go. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to be like, hey, let it go. thank God we didn't bump into each let other. Let it go. You know, mm-hmm. small things like that for me are going to go a long way. And But just recognizing that, you know, everyone's lives have been turned upside down in one affected. way or another. It's yeah. really strange. I didn't think that I would live in, in a time This kind of a, situation. Yeah, right. It's, it's mind-blowing. And... Therefore, I put it out of mind to a certain extent. I'm like, oh, there's nothing really going on. Well, you know, you can't dwell because it doesn't help anything. Like, no, but that was pit of despair, Sean. No, it's not dwelling. No. Oh, previously, right? Like previously on. But I also that recognize matter. that I have the luxury that uh, I haven't uh, come down with COVID, so uh, this disease has not physically affected Knock me. On wood. Where, you know, right now going back to hockey. So we have two players this evening who, uh, for the Montreal Canadiens, who there are must going, be a game because your signal is going off. Oh yeah, there's a hockey <laughs> game going. On. Um, Brendan Gallagher and Niku. Oh really? Um, Gallagher both were entered the COVID protocol today, but these people are expected to be athletes. Then they get sick, and then, you know I'm sure they're wanting to come back. But like Sidney Crosby got sick with it this year, and he still says I'm I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And these people are in the top shape, yeah. and they have the best medical services. You just don't what, know how it's going to affect you. You don't know how it's going to affect you, and you know, if you're if you're not a top athlete, yeah, what sort of services are you being provided? Are you getting the best medicine or the best advice? And this is all still early times. So mm-hmm. I have empathy for anyone who 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 who's going who through has to it. deal with it. Yeah, because this is not it's not pretty, you know. So Sue, I appreciate the fact that you sent in some things. And we're that not done you. yet. I so know, but don't I, wrap it up. Okay, I, I'm just. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the crocheting is pretty cool. It's cool. It's super cool. You want to try to crochet? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe if I did some hockey stuff. You could totally. A hockey figure. You, you Maybe could, a hockey stick. I'd start with something scarf. easy. Oh. You think a hockey figure is easy to start? No. You know what's easy to start? A square. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, why is your square all crooked? It's a circle square? It's a circle it's a, square. I mean, imagine doing all. No. You got to have a pattern, I guess. You do have to have a pattern. I'm not very good at patterns. I'm very freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Sean's what not very strong. <laughs> it looks like a ball of knots. Yeah, I thought I'd come up with my own crochet style. It's very abstract. Knit one, pearl two. You know that that I've heard that before. What about pearl three, knit five? You know, you that's could. jazz, baby. It's jazz. <laughs> jazz it's called jazzer shay. Okay, let's finish up. Let's finish up Sue's letter. She says, um, "I'm working on accepting that a person's worth doesn't change when they become disabled, and you can still build a good life within your new limitations." I try not to get too hung up on whether I'll recover or not, and just take each day as it comes. I think that's great advice, and I'm glad you're doing that. Anyway, sorry for going on. Hope this can be helpful, and I hope you both are doing well, and that everyone is kind. And Sue says you can share the pics if you wish. We will, because I do. I do wish. I wish. Yeah, I, I think that's a valid point that she made. Um, that you, your worth doesn't change. Mm-hmm. You're still the same person, you know. Yeah. Uh, I hope more people hear that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. We have another letter from KJ. Oh. He decided to write in. I'm excited. Okay. Our liaison, our military liaison. Yes. It says puppy parlance review of episode 84. Uh-huh. Hello, hello, hello. It's KJ here. Hope you are well. Now, I am not a vet nor a trainer, but I've been an animal lover and a dog cat papa basically my whole life. You guys are going so well with Roxy. I love hearing about what you guys do because I'm actually kind of doing the same with my dog. Ah. I live on my own in an apartment. We chill out and once, um, 
want all the attention and lovies. And my dog also is not a runner, but will dart to anyone in her range of view. Yeah, ours too. She just loves people. Even at the vet, when we, <laughs> might have been because she was doped up, but well, when we dropped her off, she just walked with them. Like they put a leash on her. She's like, blah. Like she's she not even concerned. No. Like, I'm like, do you miss us? But then when we went to pick her up, she was excited to see us. And then when the, the vet walked out after telling us all the stuff that we needed to do, she like wanted to go back out with the vet. Yeah. She was like, no, no, you don't come back out here. You leave with them. And I was like, rude. They have cheese snacks on the other side. I know. She's like, that cheese was really. I think. I'll be right back, guys. I, I think I left my cheese whiz in the operating room, you know. Right. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, anyway. So, dark to anyone in her range of view. And then she runs to me as if she wants me to approve or congratulate her. Oh, like, good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice person. Good pick. <laughs> One of the best parts of the experience of living on my own in Texas is how pup-friendly people are. It is pup-friendly everywhere. People wa- bring their dogs everywhere. Yeah. I think it's because there's lots of outdoor space. I think also we've relaxed our views a little bit as society. Like, a dog is more than just a dog. Yeah, it's like a part of the family. Yeah, it's not just a guard dog. It's it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's more like a part of the family. And I used to be a little bit not hung up about it, but I think I lived in an era where dogs were not like allowed to go everywhere. Yeah, I mean, we never took Corny Dog with us anywhere. No, but now, I mean, you, you can be. I remember when that started changing in like the early two thousands, mm-hmm. maybe late nineties. I was like, man, that lady has her dog in the shopping mall. What you if know it, who I think for this? Paris Hilton. Kardashians. <laughs> So Paris these Hilton. ladies, the Kardashians. Paris Hilton had those little teacup, those teeny tiny chihuahuas. Yeah. She put them in her purse. I really think, I know that sounds stupid. I don't, I don't say Paris Hilton. Not I mean, she's actually stupid. super nice. She's I have to be her. honest. Yeah. You. I've met her and she's lovely, but she, I actually thank her for that change because she brought her dog everywhere. And even if they said no dogs allowed, she'd just keep it in her purse. She's like, they'll never know. They'll never know. <laughs> don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Me okay. and you, you know. Mm-hmm. It's your ride or die, that little chihuahua in the bag. Right, super cute. I forget the name of it. Tea, teacup, I don't know. Anyway, okay. So, uh, wants to approve, congratulate her. One of the best parts, oh, living in Texas, blah, blah, blah. I take the dog to Lowe's with a blanket and she sits in the cart, shaking a bit from the ride. Yeah, you can take them anywhere. I want to caveat your mention of getting Roxy socialized. Dogs just need to see something other than the same environment or they'll be at the will of the anxious part of their temperament. For example, uh-huh. my eight pound little Shih Tzu that's Corey. It's a Shih Tzu. That's the one we showed earlier. Trembles when we go out. Uh, walks and dog parks and car rides are the best to get them to feel comfortable in their surroundings. She does. It's funny. The only time she shakes right now, and if you hear her snoring, she's totally at leisure right now, but she shakes when I try to wash her. Oh, that's the, so weird. In the tub. <laughs> Although she hasn't anymore because I think I've been warming up the water ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. You want to. And she still doesn't like it and she trembles a little and then when she gets in i think she's like this isn't so bad have you tried spa music maybe a little aroma in there as <laughs> light well light some candles for yeah, roxy girl. that's what i do i put the vaporizer i thought about going. filling up the bath and just but we have to she has sensitive skin so we have to let the soap sit on her so i haven't filled it up to like put her in higher up because it needs to sit on her fur so i'm like sorry baby you gotta be cold for just a little bit you know okay so Corey has her own booster seat and has taken two long Georgia to Texas car rides and short stays in motels like La Quinta Inn is great for the no fees. I'm just a broke army guy. Ha ha. No, it's good to know who's uh, pet friendly and who's not. Oh, there's no fee. Yeah. They they uh, welcome the pets with no fee. That's great. Because uh-huh, a lot of them have extra fees. Yeah. See, it's, you know, like, mm-hmm. come on. 
It says, anyway, I hope I typed that up well. You did. You did a great job. I'm so very grateful for you both for being you. Thank you for your time and talent. Hope to speak to you soon. Be well. Very respectfully, KJ. Hey, thanks, KJ. Thanks, KJ. And that's very, very helpful. Okay. Um, we have some speak pipes. Yeah. Okay. Should we move into that? How uh, much time do we have? Mm, we have some time. Okay. Well, we'll do a speak pipe, one more letter and call it. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> okay. Like to be scheduled. Okay. It's one of our regulars. Are we ready? Okay. Salut tout le monde. This is Father Zubik from La Zucca. Sean has spoken before of the benefit of billeting in a foreign country. Me too. I tried one time uh, in Ontario. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this is a proposal for a radical exchange program called Billeting in the New Times. Par exemple, should an ABS fan go billet in Toronto to really no. understand how much work the Leafs still have to do? Could a billeting of Republican and Democrat teach them the value of civil discourse? Yes. yes. Would the billeting of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated make them more caring of one another? My point is simple. Can we consider just for a moment like a that we are party. possibly wrong and try to understand the other person's conclusion? We should not believe everything we think because most of our conclusions are based on wrong data. Okay, uh, since the hockey 21-22 uh, season has started, we wish our Gloria Canadien all the best. And I think they're going to need it because last year's coaching issue is not resolved <laughs> in spite wow. of all the sugar plum dancing in Marc Parjavin's head. Okay, my sheep, <laughs> till next time, remember to be kind and take good care of each other. He's so wise. He is. And also, um, it's funny because we're like a month behind, so he doesn't know how he, shit the season is yet. Yeah. <laughs> it and it he gets spoke, worse. <laughs> he, he knew it was coming. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And I think... Well, Bergevin's been fired <laughs> as of... Uh, I, I don't like to call it fired either. Uh, I think that, you know, they they just made a change in management. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're necessarily... You are let go. Well, do they have the job or not? No, but so I don't like fired. the word fired. Well, then uh, they got let go. Yeah. It's the same thing. Replaced. They, He's not available. Don't take my name off the door. I'm not... Just I just need this lamp. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> help, help. Okay. Yeah, so, but so the Canadians... He's no longer employed by the no, Canadians. No, no. That's so, our, gen- our general manager. But uh, it's fine. You know, needed yeah. a change. He had a great run. Mm-hmm. A decade. You know. He also so. has great hair. Yeah. Over does. COVID, he like grew out his gray hair. I was like, wow, so beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. But I like what you you're French, dad, Fabio. <laughs> I like what Father Dubuc had to say because I think there is, there's a huge component of like, exactly what he's saying is true. We, we should build like... I mean, we don't have to spend time like actually like billeting. Is that what you call it, right? Yeah, billeting. Billeting. But. Forced to live with your, you know, uh, someone from a someone different Someone who team thinks differently. Or someone. Like I'm watching the good, uh, the good Wife right now and I'm in season five. And Diane Lockhart, one of the main characters, not the main character, but one of them is just got married to a guy who has completely different political beliefs from her. And her friends are like, how could you do that? He's like pro guns he's nra member and she's like uh, he's like super super conservative and she's super super liberal and she's like well none of the issues actually affect our relationship like he has different views that's fine you know um and her her liberal friends are telling her like no no, you no imagine no. if me harmony <laughs> messed with their algorithm where they started like billeting you basically you know with the <laughs> with your opposite like 
geez, I, f- I thought I filled out the Me Harmony thing right, but this date is going awful. This is not working. But anyway, her friends were saying- <laughs> I'm a flat earther, uh, uh, oh, you know. <laughs> her friends were anyway saying that like, you know, she shouldn't be with him. Like, this doesn't make sense. How are you going to deal with all this stuff? Can it exist outside of your bubble of the relationship? Can you exist together in the world? And anyway, that, that was just like an episode that I just watched. And I think there is something to being able to hear each other's side and know that you cannot agree on things. And that doesn't mean you have to hate each other. Well, I mean, I'm not saying everybody needs to get married to the opposition, but I'm just saying that, like you can have opposing views. As things have okay. become more convenient, mm-hmm. as we've advanced as a society, so advanced, we have the ability to silo ourselves and only hang out with people that have our viewpoints like you can lead a, a life that yeah, becomes, an echo chamber. even though we're super sh- uh super able to interact with people we're using those tools in the wrong way where instead of going to the public forum to hear other views we're we're only hanging out in the public forum where our people are and where they're talking about the same yeah things we're not agree. being introduced to well i think that there is something to i was just talking to my friend cheryl about this today there is something to being older and continuing to learn new things. Yeah. And if you only engage, and that's, we weren't talking about this particular, but we were talking about learning new things because she's talking about teaching people to dance every season and how. Do you think she could help me with my cartwheels? <laughs> I really do. I do think, think she that'd could. be a waste of she's her time. Not a, I think it would. She's not a gymnast. <laughs> she's, like, a, she's a ballroom dancer. But, anyways, so she was saying that. So the people that she finds the most difficult to teach are people who don't learn new things very often. Right. She's like, it doesn't have anything to do with dancing. It's like, are they open to learning and having someone instruct them? And she's like, not everybody's open to that. And it makes her job very difficult. One of the anyway. biggest things, uh, one of the biggest lessons I've learned in life mm-hmm. is the ability to say, I don't know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it sounds so simple, but like to be it's vulnerable. It's hard when you get older though. People don't always say that. I told someone that on a, I had a phone call with, um, with a company today, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're asking me questions, uh, about something. And I said, I really don't understand your question. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're, what you're asking. And you know, that's a, that puts you in a vulnerable spot, right? Like you're like to say, I don't know. Yeah. Makes you, but I think people appreciate it because it says two things. One, I, I'm willing to learn from you. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Yeah, exactly. This is an honest conversation. And more often than not, I think people like to impart knowledge Mm -hmm. on other people because it makes you feel good. You're giving the gift of something, you know? Yeah. But sometimes you don't have that knowledge to give, you know? No, but if I say I don't know. Yeah. And then the other person. They get to teach. They get to teach. Which is awesome. And share something. And I think they get something out of it as well. Yeah, I do agree. I mean, that's a long way around it. I but. agree. But I think, but anyways, I was asking Cheryl, cause she's done 30 seasons. The reason that came up is she's done 30 seasons of dancing. And I was like, well, who was your favorite partner? And she's like, it's kind of tricky to say. And you know, I was like, who was the most difficult? And then she explained like what makes it easy and what makes it hard for her. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. But anyway, father to book and Cheryl both have a lot of wisdom. And I think it's important that we do hear other sides, not just our own, and we don't just completely snuff out other people. It's so stuff. weird to see Father Dubuque on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Cheryl Burke's back for another season. This time feeling, she's with a priest from Quebec. I have a feeling he'd be pretty good. Okay, we have time for one more letter. Are you ready? <laughs> this will move nicely. It's like very seamless. Sorry, it's a really funny... You just funny... pictured your dad dancing, dancing with the stars. <laughs> he'd crush it. He would love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He'd love that. Yeah, like, he would. The, the drama the of it all. <laughs> the drama, the competition. Maybe so good. Okay. So this is from, um, and I'm, 
Mylene. And remember, I forget how to say Milen. her name. Milen? Milen? Milen. Milen. I think. But I think so. But she's the one that owned the board, the board game place, I think, right? Yep. And so anyway, I hope I'm saying your name right. And I was like, oh, probably messing it up. Anyways, I'm excited about this one. And why it seamlessly rolls into our final letter is it's entitled weird fatherly expressions Ah, uh-huh everything dovetails nicely here even though you think we're going all on this wild goose chase nope the universe nope. unfolds as it should and the next letter and i wonder if that's because of the way we've we've structured just to the questions that we ask for and we maybe but i guess they happen to come in at the time and we there's read a them matrix at the time. that yeah that really i think we're in the matrix we're, just saying she's licking the wall she's she's on drugs she's on drugs <laughs> <laughs> Roxy, I don't really want you chewing that, baby. Huh, what? Oh, it's a little bump. Okay. It says, hi, Katie and Sean. Hello. Hello. When you talked about weird expressions a few episodes ago, immediately I thought, I got to write about what my dad says. Oh, it says, it. you know how dads are famous for their questionable jokes and puns? 100%. Well, mine is more about weird expressions, songs, or sounds. Like I said, it's questionable. So I'm sorry in advance if some people are shocked. The first expression that comes to mind is related to, you know, a certain kind of wind. My dad is pretty comfortable with nature and what bodies are supposed to do, but he kind of puts a little more emphasis on it than he should. So when he farts, he says in French, which could be translated as, pass this between your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it's so disgusting, it never fails to make me laugh. Even as I'm writing this, I'm laughing at the memory of my dad saying it. And if he doesn't say that delightful expression, he adds, ah, a good anus breeze. (laughs) (laughs) LOL. He does have plenty of other good ones, but they don't translate as well into English. Sorry. That's okay. Totally fair. And those are hilarious. My dad used to always say, goddamn frogs. That's what he'd say. And then if if that didn't work, he'd blame it on the dog. The Rocky Mountain barking spider. Mm -hmm. Totally. Okay. Now, leaving my dad's wacky world to enter the time I learned Spanish. About 15 years ago, I went to Spain to work as an au pair in a wealthy family. Oh, amazing. Our friend Christian was an au pair, a Swiss, Swiss, Swiss German au pair. John ordered a Swiss au pair. And a giant Swiss man showed up <laughs> in Lederhosen. And he became and he's fast like, friends. Hello. <laughs> he's so nice. Yeah. He's actually, is he here now? Or no, he's in California? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, so Works at pair, the Hotel Laguna if you want oh, to go see yeah, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go see Christian and tell him we sent you. He makes a really good drink. I assume he's at the bartender. Yeah. yeah he's just a good, all-around good, all good guy. Okay, so she was an au pair of two wealthy family. And this story could be a whole other email, so I'll stick to the learning a new language part. At that time, I was already pretty much bilingual, speaking French and English, but I had no knowledge of the Spanish language whatsoever. But I've always been really interested in all languages. Me too. And I've also been a quick learner to all things regarding languages. It's in me, as I would say, to learn. I relate to a lot on my instinct. So when I arrived in Spain, I quickly looked for Spanish lessons. I found a nice language school with semi-private lessons five days a week. As you could imagine, it went pretty quick. But one of the problems I encountered was my accent. Even at the very beginning of it, my accent was really, really good, almost non-existent in a good way. One of my teachers said to be careful when speaking with people on the streets as I could be perceived as snobby when answering in a perfect accent. It is funny how we how classist language can be sometimes like accents. Mm. Yeah, you're going to have to throw a little uh, something something there like uh, 
you know, to, to disguise that you're so good. Flavorings. Yeah, some flavoring, some tourist <laughs> flavoring. Okay, so um, I'm sorry, I don't speak. Oh, oh, says um, perceived to being snobby when answering in a perfect accent. I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish. Oh, <laughs> so you're like, yeah, you do, right? It's like me when I speak broken Spanish to people. They're like, she definitely doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> Later on, the language creeped up on me even more deeply than I thought when I spoke to my mom on the phone. My expressions were all mixed up because French and Spanish are similar, right? That's been my difficulty in learning French is that when my brain goes to speak French, it wants to speak Spanish and vice versa. And then when I try to say something, like when we were in Paris, when I would like, they would ask me something, I knew what they were saying. My reply in my head would be in Spanish. And I'd be like, no. That's what Larry was doing when he was in Montreal. Mm -hmm. He spoke Spanish. Yeah, he was like, cerveza, por favor. And then he was like. <laughs> I think I knew. He's like, yeah. oh, I've been to Mexico. I know what's up, buddy. Yeah, of course. People from cold weather have always been in Mexico. Okay. And even my speech hesitations were in Spanish. It was weird. Oh, so like the emphasis on the wrong syllable, you know? Okay. Even when I came back home, oh, we got a bark. Even when I came back home, it took me a while to get my Quebecois back. One day during the first week after I came back, I stayed in Spain for three months. I was walking with my mom and we were speaking English because she wanted to practice with me. We went to enter a shop at the same time as someone was leaving. So as the nice Canadian that I am, I held the door for him and he said, merci. In response, I said the beginning of you're welcome, but realized quickly that I was in Quebec and that I got mixed up because I was speaking English with my mom. But so my brain knew I had to switch language, but because for three oh, months, did you get my, locked switch, up? my switch was always English to Spanish. So my next response to the guy was de nada. <laughs> By the time I could switch back to French, the guy was long gone. <laughs> it is funny how your brain's like, bleh, 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 like uh, uh, it's hard. So that's it for today. I hope this is entertaining. A bit of potty humor and a bit of intellectual mix-up. Give a big smooch or nose boop to Roxy. We will. P.S. I wanted to make a shout out to a fellow Latiquois. Is that right? Latiquois? From, from Le Tzouk? Yeah. Father Dubuc from Le Tzouk? <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. but, but then Sean explained that it was a fake. I'm so confused. <laughs> ha ha. I was happy that another OTDM listener was from my hometown. And even now, knowing that it was a joke, it's still incredible that he chose that name. Latuk. P.P.S. By the way, my cat's name is Soya. <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. See, we were was, living in the Matrix. I was looking for something black like her fur, and I thought soy sauce. Sauce? Soya in French. Um, I'm not that much of a fan of soy sauce, but it felt like soya sounded feminine and original. A lot of people like it. And P.P.P.S. Have you been playing a little bit? board games that is i forgot to send you some suggestions i'll do that soon if you're still interested yeah still we interested. are but the one thing that was kind of funny to me is that father the book you wanted people to think it wasn't your dad and immediately i was like your dad called in that's hilarious i know but people wouldn't have known you but know? that's the thing is i guess she, so she's confused so sean's dad is an avid listener and just an all-around fun also guy. a priest no live the but holy he, life but he also like he enjoys creating characters and he's super creative and is a great writer and so he he creates those fun things for us to express you know some little some, morsels of wisdom and yeah things that we should think about and he's uh he's told me that he may be writing another character so <gasps> we're gonna have to oh, figure stay out what, tuned. yeah i'm excited <laughs> speak pipes to come but yes yeah, so don't be confused but i'd assume where is Latuk? i don't know where Latuk is Latuk. it's uh i don't know somebody has to let us know Canton Lest, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but that's funny, it's her hometown. Yeah. Good, good choice, Father Dubuc. That's it. Okay. okay. Well, uh, this yeah. has been another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. 
have a good weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Share this with a friend. Giggle. Play some board games. Have a good time. Oh, yeah. And if you're on your Apple, an Apple device. uh, On your Apple. If you're on your Apple, take a bite of that Apple. (laughs) Give it five stars. Five stars. Is it five or four? What do they do these days? Five. All right. Ten. Give us all the stars. Do it twice. Give us ten. (laughs) Have a wonderful weekend. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.